Hey everybody, Jake here. Just a couple of quick announcements before this next episode. As you mentioned last time, we were looking on starting our own podcast feed across all the major apps, and we have finally done that. So please search for us on your preferred app, whether that be uh, iTunes or something else, uh, under Hey, I Like That Game, and add us to your feeds. Second piece of news is we now have our own theme song for Hey, I Like That Game. And if you want to support the artist, who's a good friend of mine, you can find him on Spotify at Lightning Knights. That's Knights spelled N-I-G-H-T-S. Not like Sword and Shield Knights, but like, not day, but Knights. And with no further ado, let's get started with today's episode. Well, hi, Jake! I like video games, too! And this is a new episode of Hey, I Like That Game. Woo! Woo! Good Music times. drop. Boom. Wow. All right. <laughs> so how's it been going, Tony? What have you, what have you been playing these uh, oh. past few weeks? Oh, man. So I've been playing a bunch of different stuff. So I took a little time off playing Heroes of the Storm, took a couple mm-hmm. weeks off, tried to pick up some other games to, uh, to kind of fill that void. Uh, I got three I want to talk about. One is Night in the Woods. It's like a narrative adventure game. Um, I got it for the Switch. It's a really, really unique art style. But it also, it has like one of the, it's like most naturalistic dialogue that I've ever like heard in a game. Like it sounds just like a college person from maybe my time period, maybe maybe a little bit older. But like it's, it's really, really good. It's an interesting game. Good music too. I also played Realm Royale, which is, like, another one of those Battle Royale games, but it's made by um, the guys who make Paladins. So it's, like... Okay. So it's, like, a class-based Battle Royale. So, like, think Fortnite, but instead Mm -hmm. of building, you have a class that you pick, and you get certain weapons and stuff because of your class, and you get, like, a special... A couple of special abilities. So, you like, if you have the mage or something like that... One of her special abilities is to just fly. So you mm-hmm. can like fly for a short period on a cooldown. Whereas like a, a warrior has like a leap thing that he jumps towards you. It's kind of cool. And there's like a, a crafting element kind of to right. the game. It's interesting. Okay. Just it's like interesting. throwing something new into the battle royale. Yeah, genre. and into that hopper. It's, At least till Overwatch finally makes their battle royale mode. Oh my god, I don't <laughs> think that's happen. That game's sweet though. I've been playing more of that game too. But lastly. This game, I fucking love this game. It's called uh, Warhammer Vermintide 2. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, so this is basically, like, Left 4 Dead, but they give you classes that have special abilities and loot. So it's the same kind of gameplay as Left 4 Dead, Swarms of Enemies. There's specials that come at you that you have to have, like, strategy to, you know, take them out. But then, yeah, there's random, randomly dropped loot. Um, that you can craft stuff in that as well. It's it's super duper fun. I've played that game so much the past two weeks. You need to get it, Jake. It's it's super duper fun. Yeah, I was gonna say I should pick that up because it'd be yeah, good to, it'd be fun to play. What have you been playing, Jake? What have I been playing? Well, based on your recommendation, I played Wizards of Legend. Oh, on the Switch, I had a lot of fun with that. I did a little bit of traveling here and there, so I had a lot of time with my Switch, and I was able to play a bunch of that. Really fun. Again, dumb name, but a really good roguelike. Yeah, I always yeah. I always love finding the good roguelike, so that was a good recommendation. And then uh, two other games I've been playing a lot on my Switch. Uh, I picked up the definitive edition of Hyrule Warriors because oh, I have no shame. 
<laughs> because I think the Dynasty Warrior games are dumb fun, and you just put, like, a new skin on that, make it Zelda-themed, of course. It's just, like, it's pandering to me. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's definitely not a great game. It's grindy, and it gets pretty monotonous, especially if you want to, like, play for a long time. But there's a whole lot of really um, compelling unlockables as far as, like, different types of weapons and uh, costumes and whatnot. So it, it becomes addicting, but I'm not going to sit here and defend it, really. <laughs> Because I know that's, it's kind of garbage. Oh, fucking Dynasty Warriors games. That's like the <laughs> scum of video games. Oh. <laughs> but somehow it still like will pull me in every once in a while. Like I played exactly. a lot of um, the Gundam one. Like the, the first one when they put out a, a Gundam licensed uh, Mushu game or whatever they call it. Oh my god, that game was sweet. Just because it was Gundam. I'm sure this is right. cool because it's... You know, because it's Zelda. Zelda, yeah. Yeah, and you get to play a fucking Ganondorf and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how's Linkle? That's like the female Link is in that game, right? Linkle's is like surprisingly really powerful. Dang. Her characterization is kind of odd. She's basically just like a doofus who occasionally bumps into the main plot. <laughs> so it's a, little, it's a little funny. Her missions are odd because a lot of the times her ally army, instead of being like Hyrulean soldiers, are the cuckoos. Yeah. And it's like, so it's like you and a bunch of birds just fucking up a ton of goblins. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that might be worth worth playing it by itself. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of fun. Um, and mm-hmm. then I, so I, uh, this last game's done quick, really, you know, I'd watched a lot of it and I was like, I, I want to start, I want to start speed running the game. And um, it's kind of difficult because there's a high barrier of entry for a lot of these. But I figured one that would be good, I have a lot of history with and would be good even for just like casual playthroughs is uh, Mario Kart 8. Hmm. That had a really fun run on uh, in Games Done Quick for the summer, and like a full playthrough of it with you know good execution and not great skill, which I have, uh, doesn't take too long. But like I already know the mechanics of Mario Kart. I know this version really well because I played it a bunch casually. Uh, I already know some of the more advanced mechanics. Obviously not to the level where I need to be to speed run it, but. Mm-hmm. On the whole, it's just, uh, I think, like a good starting one that I can focus on, because a lot of it's what? just execution-based. What's the category? Uh, so there's several different categories. I think the one I would want to do, just because it's quicker, is you play uh, the 24 uh, like core races um, on 200cc with computer on. Okay, so you're playing against computer, mm-hmm. um, not... So you don't have to do any menuing, right? Like you don't like is it like a marathon no. of all those nope, courses? No, it's just it's just a marathon of all the courses. Um so right now I'm just practicing mostly on time trial mode to get the execution down. Mm-hmm. Uh but they don't actually have a category for time travel listed on Speed Demo's archive. Um oh. it's really just the the playthrough of the actual races. So there's a, like RNG to it based on what sorts of items the enemies get. Like how many times you get lightning or blue shelled, but the core gameplay itself, there's not, like, a whole lot of manipulation you have to do. It's just completely execution-based. And if I can really, like, learn these different skills, I never have to worry about losing a casual match of Mario Kart 8 again. That's which is the, r- the real motivation. <laughs> I was just about to say, that's the real side. You don't want to be a speedrunner. Like, you just want to, <laughs> you just want to I just shit out everybody's ass in Mario Kart 8. Always. <laughs> But it provides it provides like a fun a fun frame for that and um, sure <laughs> it's, it's, it, it does it's very interesting to play a video game with that sort of deliberate intention almost like as a practice to execute well so that's been really interesting and I've been enjoying doing that lately um, but I know it, at some point it's gonna like start getting real monotonous 
Yeah, that's, that's like the nature of speedrunning. Yeah, and that's the thing that keeps me away from speedrunning because it, it seems like such a fun activity to like just pick a game and just learn it, like learn everything about it. And it's just every room, if you know how the room's going to turn out, like you can just practice over and over again and get it frame perfect. You know, like mm-hmm. that's interesting. I always <laughs> wanted to speedrun a, a, a Mega Man game. I always mm-hmm. wanted to like get that good at like Mega Man Two or something. Yeah, but but fuck that no. But yeah, so that's what I've been playing. Uh, but there was another uh, piece of, I guess, gaming news that came out this last week that I brought up that I thought we could touch on. I see you rolling your eyes already. <laughs> so one of the Naughty Dog developers, in reference to Uncharted, said that, oh, Nathan Drake doesn't have regenerating health. It's just the screen gets more red as his luck runs out. And once his luck reaches zero, he can get shot and killed. So you're not actually a bullet sponge. You're just really lucky. Yeah, it's keeping with the theme of Indiana Jones and, like, the action heroes. Like, hail of gunfire, somehow, mm-hmm. magically, they don't get hit. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's what they're getting at. Like, mm-hmm. it's... Don't dig too deep on it. <laughs> like, Okay, so I'm gonna dig deep on this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the game was made, like, ten years ago. And in that time, all shooters, most shooters, had regenerating health, cover-based systems. It was just basically, it was like the zeitgeist of the games during that period of time. And Naughty Dog took those mechanics and made what was a memorable and fondly remembered game. As much as I kind of had my issues with it when we played, it's, it's one of the more memorable and, I think, well-made games of that time. So I'm, I'll give it that. Sure. But ten years later, now this developer is basically like trying to retcon this game mechanic that everybody was using in order to like make it like fit with their theme more and it's just like no they're just they're just throwing it in there for no reason other than like oh now we're just now that i've had like time to ponder this i want to make it sound better no 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 because that's that's not how it went because amy Hedick, the the writer of those uncharted games chimed in on Twitter is like, yes, this is how we thought of it during development. They don't explain every single thing in every single video game because it's a, it's a, it's a design philosophy. It's not about the fact that it's a luck meters of a health meter. It's just fucking whatever. It just explains the mechanics in their game. You know, So this isn't somebody adding context to it later. This was a design thing, a designed feature of the game that they just didn't give a name mm-hmm. to. You know, like it your outrage is crazy. I'm just, I'm just saying they probably should have then not animated the, the bullets, as, bullets as tracer rounds that you can see actively hitting you. <laughs> it's basically it's substituting one immersion problem for another one, and I think it was... But it was, doesn't, doesn't he not get bloody? Like, I thought that was the whole point, is that Drake never gets bloody. Like, the screen starts to look bloody, but it's not like you're seeing bullet wounds all over him, and they're like, oh... It just the luck luck runs out. He got shot in the head. Now it's like no, it's that he could get banged up, bang his knee into something, <laughs> have blood on his face from like a scratch. But like he's miraculously not getting shot. He's he's surviving these things. And when his luck runs out, that's when he finally actually gets hit, like a fatal wound. Th- that's when like that the fall is is fatal. You know when his luck runs out in that capacity, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Regardless, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah, I, that's people say dumb shit on Twitter all the I time. Think, I think it doesn't matter. So why explain it that way? It just makes it. It's just fucking Twitter. <laughs> it's just people talking about shit. Like, it's like, who cares? It's not like 
Alright, let me tell you about the secret thing in Uncharted to try to sell you Uncharted 5. Like, no, it was just like some stupid shit that was said offhand on Twitter. Like, people say dumb shit all the time. It's Twitter. It's the dumbest place on the planet. <laughs> so if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's... <laughs> <laughs> At I Like That Game. <laughs> if you like stupid stuff... Boy, do we have the account for you. I just thought it was funny. And, and I, I thought think, it was a funny thing that was brought up and relevant because that was our first episode of the podcast. And yeah. I think I think that's a good time to take a break. Yeah, we'll take a short break and we'll jump into our uh, actual game for the episode and uh, see what we think about it. Alright everybody, welcome back to this episode of Hey I Like That Game, where we're now going to dive into our main game for this episode, which is a 2000's PlayStation 1 game, Galaga Destination Earth. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This game sucks! <laughs> this game is, uh, uh, it's, a, it's something to talk about, for sure. So we're gonna kind of dive into three different main categories to try to just get like a good sense on this game so first we'll talk about the story of galaga destination earth now tony did you watch the opening cinematic when you played the game i did watch the opening (laughs) cinematic it was barely coherent (laughs) like last episode we were talking about how bad the cutscenes were in Mega Man 8 this was on a whole new level Uh nonsense absolute space sci-fi nonsense yes it is it's complete nonsense there's like three different Chekhov's guns that are introduced in the opening cinematic that are not relevant in the least bit. So basically the it just like shoves a whole bunch of exposition, exposition into about two minutes of story of a cutscene. Mm-hmm. So the events of the arcade game actually happened. Um, yeah, so this is a continuation <laughs> is, of yeah, Galaga, this is a sequel. the 80s arcade game that I'm sure... Like, ubiquitous video game, right? Like, this is a follow-up to that game. You know the story of Galaga, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so, in after the invasion was repelled by you and your quarters, you uh, Earth starts <laughs> colonizing planets. They make nanobots to help terraform. So the nanobots are, like, plot device one. And, like, in the cutscene, they kind of look like little Galaga, so you're like, oh, shit, maybe later in the story they'll get, like, taken over. Nope, never brought up again. The second thing is, like, they talk about how when they started colonizing more, it, like, lowered Earth's defense budget. So, like, oh, cool, we're going to be playing, like, a desperate all-out battle. They never really, like, bring up the stakes of the fight Earth. It's, or Earth or yeah. anything. It's just, like, you, only you, Always, so that's another thing that's brought up that's never really addressed. Then finally, your ship is escorting space colonists from Earth to, like, a planet that's, like, three years of traveling away. And it says, like, after the first year of travel, you get ambushed by the Galaga, so now you have to go back to Earth to save it. And in between the end of that cutscene and the start of the first mission, you're already back in the solar system. After allegedly one year of travel. It's just... The opening cinematic just makes this game more confusing. It, if you didn't like, know that there was a story, this game would be less aggravating. 
Right, like the the thing about it is, is like they obviously put work into making cutscenes, into writing yeah. dialogue, but it's nonsensical. Like it doesn't make any sense. It, it doesn't tie in with gameplay at all. So it's like, why are you even doing this? Mm-hmm. Like why why are you wasting resources? You know what? You could have taken the guy who is scripting and designing all those you know CG cutscenes. Put them on the gameplay team because they sure as hell needed it. Oh, yeah. Because that game fucking played, like, <laughs> awful garbage. Oh, my God, that game played so bad. Yeah. Ugh. And then and before, there's nine missions in total, and before every mission there's, like, a short 15-minute or 15-second animated cut scene. And every single time you see, like, Galaga ships flying through space, and then two seconds later your ship is chasing them. Every single cutscene. That's the setup for every single mission. <laughs> so the story bad. should have been non-existent. The fact that there is a story is worse than not having one at all. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. It's. Uh, it did itself zero favors. Yep, yep. And then, uh, okay, so that's the story. It sucks. It's terrible. Now, next is the presentation. Uh, basically, the graphics and the music and all that fun stuff. One thing I wrote in my notes is that I'm going to talk about Star Fox 64 a lot in this review because I think that it's the most one to one comparison with this game. And plus, it was made three years earlier than this game, so it really shows how terrible Galaga Destination Earth is. I was I was making the similar uh, analogies in, in my notes, too. Like, this game is wants to be Star Fox 64 so bad, but it it falls so short of that. Mm-hmm. So short. Yeah, so there's a, a mission in this game that's set on the sun, uh, which is very similar to Star Fox 64, which basically has like a sun mission. And in Star Fox 64, it, like, it means something like you're constantly being damaged by the heat. There's waves of lava mm-hmm. and like these big solar flares popping out here and there. All the enemies like plop out of the lava and it's like really ominous yeah. and difficult and stuff like that. This game it, does nothing it, it, with the premise of having the sun. Right. The, the, this game, its approach to gameplay is, is so weird because like you said, like in Star Fox, they really dive into the aesthetic. Like, like you said, you're on a sun, enemies are popping out of the lava things are damaging you it's like it makes you feel like you're actually part of that environment whereas in this game the environment means nothing it's just set dressing Mm -hmm. to the terrible firing mechanics that is you know what you're supposed to be doing in this game is you just like galaga shooting your little little laser beams at the little ships each level they basically look identical they all play identical yeah and it's all and it's all boring it's all boring not fun let, there's like no mechanic there outside of pressing your button to shoot. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Like there's no barrel roll. I guess there's like a speed boot. Like you get a thruster at some point. Right. Like that doesn't really do. That doesn't do anything. No. There's no like homing shot. Yeah. All the environments look the same. Sometimes like you're flying through space. Sometimes you're on a planet. But there's no difference other than when you're on a planet. There's something below you. But yeah. There's no contact. Even you're not gonna take damage by like bumping into the floor or like a, like a stalagmite or anything because it just like throws you away there's just no, yeah nothing done with the presentation nothing with the environment you see the um like original galaga ships rendered in 3d um but there's just and they look terrible yeah they look terrible and there's so little variation in the enemy design that it just gets really boring really washed out uh, the only thing i can say about this game that's awesome is it has a really cool, like, late 90s, early 2000s techno soundtrack. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to disagree with you there, because it's... You're right in categorizing it as, like, a, like a, a 90s soundtrack, but, like, it's not a good one. Like, it's like it's not good 90s techno-y 
music. Like, it's just bad. It's so it's not helped by the brevity of the soundtrack because uh, the actual soundtrack of the game I checked on YouTube. It's like ten minutes of music, so it's all just looped over and over again. And at first you're like, okay, this sounds like you know one of the fight scenes in the Matrix. And then all those like after ten minutes or so, you're just like, I don't even realize that they're playing music anymore. Right, it just it just drowns out because it doesn't have any movement or flow to it. Like the game doesn't have an identity, you know. Like the art isn't married with the gameplay, and none of that's married with the music. I think the only thing that it does have, I guess, a little bit of a strength are is like I think some of the sound effects are kind of cool. Like it still kind of keeps like the tractor beamy kind of noise from the original game a little bit when ships blow up, they make like a satisfying <laughs> noise. But yeah, like. I, I really am struggling to find positives about about this game. Like it's just not it's not very good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially with the and presentation the, and story. And now we can like jump into the gameplay itself, because that's really the bulk of where this game sucks. <laughs> yeah. So, so imagine Star Fox sixty four. So that perspective, that is one type of perspective that they give you per level. There's two others. There's another one that's like. You're, you're on the left-hand side of the screen, and then you're always moving right, and you can move up and down. I think that's like a, like a gradius. Yeah, kind of like, it's like a, like a side view. It's a bit, yeah. I'm, there are two, yeah, the two other game modes where it's like the side down, and then basically kind of like the traditional Galaga, Galaga setup where it's yeah, top, shooting up. top down, and you're shooting yeah, yeah. up towards the enemy and whatnot. You're shooting up, yeah. Uh, so those two yeah, are so, 2D, um, but then there's where the bulk of the gameplay lies, where it kind of gets in that yeah. behind the plane Star Fox 64 type setup, but that's the bulk of the gameplay, and it's also by far the weakest. Oh, it's so bad. It's, oh my god, it's the alpha formation. Yeah. Alpha <laughs> formation is so bad. It's impossible to target enemies. Mm-hmm. Like, they give you the two boxes to try to line up your shots, but, like, they don't hit. Even when you start to pick up, like, weapon upgrades, like, you can do the classic Galaga thing where, like, if an enemy captures your ship, and then when it's flying by, if you shoot that that capturer, you get two ships. So it does have that in there, so, uh, hey, it's a Galaga game. Like, that's, like, the one thing in Galaga that people remember. Yeah. But when you have a single laser, it feels like it's impossible to hit things. Oh, yeah. It's for fun- sure. It's, it's impossible to, like, a sniper shot one of these moving bugs. It's just... Aim towards a group and hit the button as fast as possible and see what sticks, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and it's it keeps the normal Galaga sort of play style where basically like a string of enemies flying from the side will do a little loop-de-loop and then get in formation. Um, yeah. But that kind of gameplay in that 3D environment doesn't translate well, and it's not compelling. Yeah, because it, sta- they're stacked up behind each other, right? So you're really only seeing one and then parts of another that's like floating behind it like it's not that perspective doesn't work in this game and i don't know why they keep forcing it mm-hmm. you know they have three they have two other perspectives that play way better oh, i would yeah. have, I, I would have rather played this game in the traditional galaga um perspective right or the other one or the or the sideways one like that those would have been much better right because um, each mission has i think like eight or nine waves of enemies and maybe, yeah. like, two or three of those, you'll have a 2D perspective, but the rest are in the 3D perspective, and I always just cherished those brief moments yeah. of 2D fighting uh, whenever right. I got them. The, the other thing this game does is that it introduces 
little objective. Gather these escape pods or shoot down these different things, you know? But it's still kind of on that looping basis where, like, if you, you pass through, if you miss everything, you go back around and do it again. Mm-hmm. There's one mission in particular, I, th- it was, I think it's mission two, where it was collect the escape pods. Right. And it gives you, like, two minutes to get all eight or six of them or however many it is. And you have to do it all in that alpha perspective, so it's the Star Fox uh, maneuvering. And I had the hardest time collecting all of those skate pods. Oh, yeah. Because the flying flying isn't good. Like, you can't lean into your turns like in Star Fox, where, like, you turn your ship and, like, you turn harder in a direction. Right. You can't do that. So, like, if you you miss it, it's just like, oh, that's it. Like, you have to loop around again. I think if you miss it, like, two times, just game over, mission failed. Right. And then you lose a ship. If you lose all your ships... Like, you have to, like, I think it's, you get three continues? Yeah, as it's it full full game over then. You have to restart the whole right. thing. Right! I don't want to have to replay all nine levels of this game no. again. Like, I don't want to replay any of them. <laughs> like, I'm so glad that I did this on uh, on an emulator mm-hmm. so I can do so I can do save states. Because if I would have lost all my lives and had to, like, you know, ran out of continues, and let's say I was on, like, the sixth world and I had to restart, I, I ain't doing it again. Right. Like, ain't no way. And it's, there's no bosses in this game. There's no Jake. bosses. There's no bosses. There's, there's only boss waves, which is just a whole bunch of the same generic, shitty enemies you've been fighting the entire level, nay, the entire game. And if they were, uh, go ahead. All the so all the uh, missions that you have, uh, or basically like objectives, like Tony was talking about, one of them you have to collect escape pods. Every single objective is either fly into something or destroy something. There's no variation, yeah. and there's no bosses. And there's no, there's so little enemy diversity. Basically, as the game progresses, you just fight enemies just to have more health, and it turns they turn into bullet sponges. And you're not getting laser upgrades. The only way you can get upgrades to your damage output is if you capture uh, one of your ships back, or that you can get upgrades where you can like suck in the enemy ship. And that's the only way to get yeah. more damage, but it's basically negligible. Um, yeah. And it's, just like you, it's like basically like you're playing like a like God of War or something, but as you're progressing, the enemies are remaining the same, but the developers just like keep increasing their health. It's not fun. It's it's not fun at all. And like the the thing that really bothers me about this game, like I know you were like getting really off on the story part of it, like why even include <laughs> if it's nonsensical? Like to me, it's why make a game that clearly wants to be Star Fox sixty four but doesn't add any of the elements of that game in there. None. You know, it's the only thing that's the same, or, like, even in, that's making it, making this analogy work, is a perspective, and I think the targeting reticule looks similar. Yes. Everything else is different. Everything else is different. Like, it, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't have even a single unique challenging boss. You know, like, how long did this game take to, like, develop? Like I, I gotta imagine this was a like quick turn yeah. thing. This you know because like it seems remarkably lazy. Yeah, and it and it sucks. Cause I love Galaga. Like mm-hmm. I like the original arcade Galaga game. I used to play that with my aunt Maria all the time. She was the one that showed me like the the dual ship thing. I was like, this is fucking amazing. And then like, oh, game the game's so good. Yeah, and it sucks that they had to slap Galaga onto this destination Earth. Thing. Like, why is this a Galaga game? You know, it doesn't feel like Galaga at all. You know, like, it's this could be anything. This could be generic space shooter defense 
force. <laughs> yeah, they could have like called like, it like, Defender or Space Invader and like done a little palette swap on the enemies, and it would have been the same thing. As uh, this game sucks. Right, this game sucks. So like all the all the charm and like things you really remember from Star Fox sixty four, like the characters, the unique uh, level and enemy designs, the fun bosses, the branching paths that uh, promoted repeat yep. playthroughs, all that stuff. None of it's present. It's the same nine planets that all look the same, all play the same. There is zero dialogue. There's nothing that yeah. occurs during the mission that, that'll like get you engaged. Slippy's not telling you, whoa, look out, yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. Nobody's telling you to do a barrel roll. So you're just there alone with your thoughts and this repeating pulsating techno music. Yeah. And you, you kind of zone out and get frustrated. You know what this game reminded me of a little bit, too? Like, we keep saying Star Fox 64, but it reminds me... Did you play the Kingdom Hearts games at all? I'm actually currently playing Kingdom Hearts 1. Okay, so you know the gummy... Yes. This reminds me of the gummy ship levels in Kingdom Hearts, which is by far the worst parts of those games. Mm -hmm. Like, those games have... Have their charm. They're actually... One and two are actually a lot of fun. But, um... The gummy ships was always like... What? Like, why is this even here? This is not fun at all. And think of an entire game of that. That's somehow worse. Like, this is worse than the gummy ships. Because at least the gummy ship levels have some personality to it. Right. You know? And you get to customize your ship. You don't get to customize your ship in this game. Ah. It's so bad. So bad. Yeah. It's just... There's, it's and there's boring. no multiplayer either. No. You can't even do a co-op if you wanted to. Or even a versus. You could have the, right. You could, you could do that in the original Galaga. What the fuck? Oh, man, I don't even. It's bad. It's bad. They just should have. They should have just like a full, like Galaga style sequel if they wanted to. I think they put in all this extra work to try to make the three D fine mechanics. But if they had just done a top down Galaga game where they maybe tried to throw in a story, maybe like mates and bosses or something, they could have made something a whole lot better in the same amount of time. But they wanted yeah. to force this new mechanic in because it's the PlayStation One and it's 3D now. Right, right. It's it's just misguided, misguided game. Misguided Cashman. Yeah. Right. Well, so why did you pick this game? Like you played this as a kid, right? I did. Yeah. So again, that's like another reason why I really compare it to Star Fox is because that's kind of the context in which I remember playing this game. Is that I I played the shit out of Star Fox 64. That was the first mm-hmm. game that I was like really good at, so I loved playing mm-hmm. it. I just played it all the time. And then my brother uh, got a PlayStation Two, and I forget even, I forget even how we got this game. It just sort of like appeared in my house one day, uh, and like four years after it came out, uh, and I throw it in. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this kind of looks like Star Fox, um, but it never really grabbed me and until I was walking through a used video game store and saw this I just completely forgotten about its existence I'm like oh shit I played that game then it's like oh cool I have a podcast about old games this needs to happen so this game just I think some like Jumanji style situation ended up in my house and I played it (laughs) and it just left my life and it's just like one of those things that appeared again and uh, I thought I would subject you to it and I regret it's, that because I had to subject myself to it again too. The only plus side I can say about this is it took me less than two hours to complete it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a pretty quick playthrough. Like, I I probably just put three hours in this game total. Right. You know. Yeah, like, the, like they they try to like incorporate replay value by giving you a score and an accuracy rating, but 
I don't want to. I don't want to increase my high score because you don't get anything out of it. There's no. And why would you? I, I kept thinking to myself, why are you keeping track of accuracy when your shooting system sucks so bad? Right, because you know, arcade Galaga did it. That's why. Well, in an arcade Galaga, like still, that shit didn't make a lot of sense either. Because you you should be constantly shooting. Like you should be constantly hitting your enemies and constantly putting bullets out there. Like it's mm-hmm. ugh, so bad. I fucking hate it. Yeah. This this game gets fucking zero fucks out of. I don't give any. <laughs> that was your most coherent rating yet. <laughs> Anger has sharpened you. <laughs> yeah, straight up one out of one one out of five. I don't even want to make it out of anything clever. It's just one yeah, out of five. It's, it's not worth it. It's boring. It's uh, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I need to pick a good game for you to play sometime because I've subjected you to some stinkers recently. Speaking of good games, oh yes, talk about. Do you want to talk about uh, our next game? So, actually, I, I have something fun for you here. I'm going to name two years because I have two games I think we could play. So I'm gonna give you the years these games came out, mm-hmm. and you pick which one off of the year. Okay. Okay. So 1995 and 2000. I'm going to get from 2000 or 1995. Well, uh, this game was from 2000, so let's go 95. 95? I was hoping you'd pick this one. <laughs> so so this game, very, very similar to the story you just told about this uh, Gal- uh, Galaga Destination Earth. I saw a screenshot of this game fucking months ago. No, this is what it was. I was at Pink Gorilla, and I saw a copy of it there. I was like... Oh, it was one of those things, like, I totally had this game. I played through this game. This game's actually kind of neat. Perfect. I have a podcast for this. Um, the game is called Astal. A-S-T-A-L. Okay. It's a Sega Saturn game that is, uh, I guess I guess you would call it, like, an action-adventure game, like a, or, like, an action platformer. Um, it's got a really unique art, sis, uh, art style. Mm-hmm. Um, Look it up right now. Here, I'll send you a link. I'll send you a link to this okay. game. Okay, uh, because I have never heard of this. And nobody's heard of this fucking game. Nobody's heard of this game, but it's actually quite neat. Yeah, it's like the. It looks pretty fucking anime. Oh my god, this looks so anime. <laughs> Ooh, buddy, this is it. So a stall for the Sega Saturn. All right, looks uh, like an episode. This. This is going to be a fun one. This game, it doesn't take very long either, so like we, it, we won't have to uh, do a long break in between it. Right, uh, right. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very curious to see your thoughts on this one. It's, um, I'm very curious to see how this game holds up, because I played the shit out of this game. I was one of the only people around that had a Sega Saturn. Like I don't know anybody else that had a Sega Saturn. Mm-hmm. So I had a bunch of just like very odd games for that system, and this is the one I remember the most vividly, so I'm... Yeah. Very excited. All right. Well, we'll mm-hmm. dive into it on the next episode of Hey, I Like That Game. Next time on Hey, I Like That Game. <laughs>